0: welcome welcome to the tim weichselbaum show i believe this is episode seven which means it's the seventh week in a row that i've been doing this uh one man talk show and i'm very proud of the fact that i've been consistently doing this it's pretty easy so far I'm sober. I'm a new sober. Per- I don't care who cares. I don't really like people who brag or like like it's not bragging but like who ask for support. Like I'm 90 days sober today. Please support. Please give me some support so I could I don't know, keep doing it. No, I don't give a f- who cares how long I've been sober, but I've been sober for about a week or a month and two weeks or something. I'm not counting the days. I use an app on my phone. I use an app called I Am Sober that tells you to pledge every day. Are you gonna So I've not been doing weed or booze or uh jerking off, which I'll talk about more because this is a very relevant topic because you know a good thing to do is if you're a man is to not think with your dick I did no nut November dude I did the whole month no nutting didn't nut no touching of the nuts you know I adjusted it like if it was in the way of something I put it out of the I touched it a little bit but that, you didn't want you don't want to touch your dick Cause it'll get you to want to touch it more, and then before you know it, you're jerking. Not that jerking off is like the worst thing in the world. It's porn. It's it's the it's the ease of access to looking at whatever you could imagine. Just look. Oh, what does that woman? What would a hot woman who's age I don't know, twenty three, a blonde look like? Naked. You just Google it. You, well, fuck Google. Bing is way better for looking at naked pictures of people because Bing is just a better, it just has a better algorithm. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm not, sorry, not sorry, but no, no, November's over. I beat it the hell I got. I didn't do nothing that had to do with jacking up. I did a mic yesterday. I drove like 50, I don't know how long, 40, 30 miles very far from my house to do an open mic because I'm trying to get back into stand up comedy for some reason. I guess that's kind of why I moved here because I guess I'm funny or something. That's what people tell me. I don't know. That's what somebody told me tonight. So you're funny, not on stage. I mean, not, not off stage. You're not funny off stage, but on stage. You got some good jokes. I was like, okay. I think that's kind of what counts is if you're funny on stage. I go, okay. I'm not funny off stage. Good. I don't want to be. I did a mic where I totally didn't, like, I, I guess I kind of bombed, but who cares? I was the first comic, and I, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go first, because otherwise I'd have to wait, like, eight hours. So I got up there, I just started talking about, I guess, just the vaccine, about how COVID, like, I didn't get the vaccine, and I was happy about that for not falling for the propaganda, and I just went on a... I was just rant. It wasn't, like, a joke. I was just like, you know, the vaccine is only designed for the London or the UK version of COVID, so it's not going to be effective anymore. Like, that is a... De- like, it's a pus- That's the pussy version. And then I... Like, after I got home... I realized that that open mic was dedicated to somebody who died from COVID just a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, that's why nobody, that's probably why nobody like said anything to me afterwards. And I felt kind of like tone deaf, you know, how they say. But I was just kidding. Like, obviously, that guy should have gotten vaccinated, he would probably still be alive. If he had gotten the vaccine, I, I don't know. I was just kind of just rant like riffing. I don't really have that much passion about the vaccine. I didn't get it because I already had uh COVID the, the UK version, I guess uh, in February. And I, you know, so I don't I didn't really want to get the vaccine, something that could give me like w- side effects that are like worse than COVID. It's like the COVID was literally like a bad, like a, like a cold. It was like kind of like a a not even that bad of a cold, but I know some people get it a lot worse, some people die from it. I'm not like one of these covid deniers. I was fine. I made a full recovery and i i didn't I lost my sense of taste for two days so I, had, I got it pretty I'm doing pretty good and that so I didn't get the vaccine and i i and I don't really want to get it obviously at this point unless uh, I really have to. I don't think it's gonna happen. So I felt kind of tone deaf. That's the word I'm gonna use. I'm not gonna say guilty. I'm not gonna say I felt bad because it's a job. We're trying to be, like, you know. I was just trying to do it for, for to be funny, and I failed. What are you gonna do? Well, you're just gonna. I'm just gonna keep doing it if I have the energy. Cause god damn it, do I not like driving? to open bikes that are 15 miles apart from each other. Also, I I don't like parking in the downtown area of Austin, Texas, because it's expensive. I worry about my vehicle. I worry about somebody pissing on it, and and I just don't really care that much to do open bikes where it's worth doing that, where it's worth paying for parking. Fifteen bucks? So women, I'm gonna talk a lot about women again, because I'm a dirty incel who can't get the ones I want. I'm not a full incel; like I could get some if I wanted. To. I could probably like hook up with like a fat chick or something. But there's nothing. But like I got a car that they don't. F- I have a great excuse to not ever date a fat woman, is because I have a car that's really small. It's a Mazda Miata. Even I don't feel that small enough. Like, obviously, I fit perfectly fine. But like, even I have to like put my legs in first. Try not to get my dirty shoes all over the door. It's a, I, I love that car. I got it just a week ago. The day I got it was the last time I recorded an episode, and I didn't even know how to drive it when I first got it because it was a because it's my first gasoline car, internal combustion engine, and so I I learned how to drive. It, it was it's very easy to drive, it's because I'm not used to coasting, like I'm used to uh, the Tesla that stops that it's called uh, I forget what it's called something breaking. Who it's regenerative braking. That's it. As soon as you let off the accelerator, it just starts slowing down. Not with an ice car. With an ice car, it coasts and it idles. So I, was, eh. so I had to get used to that. But it's the Miata is such a nimble car. You could just throw it around. You could turn fast without worrying about you know anything. You'll, you're gonna you're gonna fit. You're gonna. You don't have to worry about being like in a narrow lane. Oh, can I fit in this lane? Yeah, you have you've more than enough room. You know, I'm still trying not to drive like an ass. I don't want to like get into a accident or a collision. It's not an accident. It's, if negligence is involved, you can't. Oh, it's an accident. No, you fucked that. You made a mis- you did something wrong on purpose. Anyway, I have a Tesla still just sitting in my garage. I, I figured out how to park my Miata and my Tesla in the garage, and they barely fit. The Tesla has is, like, all the way next to the door. You open the door, the Tesla, boom, right in your face. You got to walk around it. My garbage cans have to be put in a certain spot. It's like puzzle. But but I love it. I love having that thing. People, Some people claim to not value possessions like go like oh no that life is not about you know m- things you could just buy well it kind of is for me that's what it kind of only is about that because if i didn't have a car i'd feel like a loser that's actually what brought me to start doing this podcast is because i lost i had to get a new car i lost the first one in a very dumb thing i did that i I'm still pretty ashamed of it, and that's kind of the reason I got sober. And also, fuck Elon Musk for saying that that thing could turn at 60 miles. I thought I could make the turn. I thought I could do a U-turn, bust a U-turn, going 60 miles an hour. Right? What, are you, hey, what do you expect from somebody like me? So I was a little bit complacent with driving that thing. And it's always good to have a little bit of fear. When you're dealing with something that could be potentially dangerous, and especially guns, and so I'm learning to not—I'm—I'm I'm very slowly like being a becoming a gun person. I like talking about them. Like I talk about them with people who don't want to talk about them. Like you know, like like I saw somebody last night. He was like, "So how's the gun collection coming?" I was like, "Oh, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all about it. Dude, I got a gun belt. I got a holster." I I like having it all on me at all times. I still have not loaded it, 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 but who cares? Whatever. I'm I'm a full gun guy. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I'll never take it. I'll I'll never brandish it though, unless I really have to. It's a felony to like brandish a gun if you're not if you're in the if you just do it for fun. You're not you're not allowed to just point a gun at somebody. So you gotta know the law, dude. And so I get so the back to the original thread of, of what I was gonna get into is, I don't get laid very often. <laughs> uh so so I but I've been putting myself out there on the dating apps. I've, I'm like I like I've been saying I've been trying very hard, and so far it's just nothing but uh, sex workers that I that actually talk to me. At least they're real women. At least I'm talking to women for two seconds. For two sentences, and then that's it because I don't want to pay to have sex with somebody because it's just not rewarding. I'd rather jerk off. Like, I was talking about this tonight. I was like, why don't you just—my friend just said, why don't you just get hookers? You could afford it. Because like, it's, it's not fun. Like the, the fun part about sex, one of the f- things about it that I like— is that the other person is into it. That's exciting. Like, oh, I'm just you're just going to let me fuck you? That's not as fun, dude. like re- I, That's what sex dolls are. And I feel bad that sex workers have to compete with sex dolls that are getting better and better. So I'm not into that, but I talked to a few sex workers <laughs> on Snapchat. They were like, so what are you on here for? And I said, uh... I'm looking for a, a nice young lady. And then I go, El, what? LOL? Serious? How old are you? And they go, i uh, too old to be on here. How about you? And like 24. And I just go, hot. And then that's the end of that. So I'm not driving to where I'm not becoming a, I'm not, I'm just not there yet. And I'm not, like I said, it's just feel like I'd rather jerk off. But that doesn't mean I'm a like I have no sense of value just because I can't like pick up women effortlessly. I still know I have value because of the way uh, job recruiters treat me. Because I happen to have like a marketable skill, like I'm a programmer. So whenever like a job recruiter recruiter talks to me, I feel like. A million bucks, dude. If if women treated me like job recruiters, I'd be swinging my dick around like Donald Trump in the eighties. But but yeah. So I'm I, and then today today something happened. I almost went home. <laughs> I almost went to some woman's house or apartment here in uh in Austin, and I I, I definitely would have gotten robbed. Like it, this just happened. I just drove. I just came, I just escaped, narrowly escaped getting robbed because this person was sketchy, dude. I met her on, she was a part, she was a real girl. She was definitely a real person. I called her, I talked to her, but she definitely was going to rob me, dude. So I met her on this sketchy dating app called Jigsaw. Uh, Yeah, just the name is sketchy and it's a dating app where they don't show your face or your height they show your age so she was like hey you look like you're a hunk so that's already a red flag on a dating app that doesn't show what you look like i could tell that she was like attractive ish like enough she was definitely attractive she is she sent me she sent me pictures and she, but, <laughs> but i'm not I, there's no way she was organically interested in me so there's definitely like some red flags that i could tell were there immediately just by how quickly she asked for my number and she had ki- she has a kid which is a i don't know if i would call it a red flag it's just something i completely have, it's a it's a deal breaker, dude. It's on a red flag. A red flag is like, oh, I hope that doesn't turn in. No, uh, if you have a kid, if you're a single mother, uh, I'm not interested. I'm just not. I'm not going to be the sugar daddy. I'm not going to raise somebody else's kid, dude. That's awkward, and I don't want to get shot like that dude, the tech, the guy that got shot in Texas for trying to see his kid, and the guy just shoots him with a shotgun, dude. It might be self-defense. I don't know. It could very well be self-defense. But I just don't want to get intermingled with some 24-year-old. I'm not going to insult her. Whatever. She was was obviously a very nefarious person to be getting involved with, and I almost drove to her apartment like less than an hour ago. Because hey, I was thinking—I was thinking—with my dick, dude. No, no, November makes you really nonstop. Just think about okay, what do I gotta do here to get laid? Apparently, not much. But no, she who knows. And and I, and I, like so one of the the options is that she was just gonna rob me because she said uh, okay this is so obvious such an obvious scam like i can't believe anyone would fall for this but she said okay before you come over can you can you give me something valuable as collateral because i have a lot of expensive things in my apartment and i don't, i want to make sure you're not a psycho but you get to you get to take it back after we're done and she sent, like, a lick emoji with, you know, the tongue because to imply that we were going to do something sexual. It's like, you don't have to even say that. I would have just been down to just hang out with a woman. I'm tired of hanging out with, with dudes. That's it. I'm a gentleman. That's what I told. I mean, and that's, so that's where it ended because I was, like, obviously not going to go after she said she needs collateral. That means either A, she's going to rob me as soon as I get there, or B, she's just looking for a sugar daddy and she's obviously learned from experience not to trust strangers that cuz she's been robbed either way. Those are both signs that I'm I'm just, I'm just not that desperate like I am, but not that desperate to go home, to go to somebody's home who's been with that many guys that she knows what to do to vet them. To, Come on. And she had tattoos. She had a tattoo that said, hustle. I'm out. I'm sorry. But if you're hustling, you're. Hu- I don't want to fuck you. If you have a hustler tattoo. And she said she would, like, so I called her, obviously, because I wanted to make sure she was, like, an actual person. And she was a, she definitely had a, like a female voice, and I, she said, so what do you want to do? And I was like, what do you mean, what I want to do? I want to come over and f- bang you. I thought that was already implicit, but no, I was being a gentleman, and I said, well, I don't know, let's pick you up. I got a nice car, it's new. Let's just drive around and talk, see if we like each other. I don't know. She's like, oh, I, I, I do want to see the car. Can you send a picture? <laughs> And I, I didn't send a picture. I don't want to send her a picture of the car. You could see, either see it in person or get the fuck out. Uh, and then she said, "Well, I'd have to get a babysitter." And I was like, "Okay." And she said, "Well, she couldn't get it. I couldn't get a babysitter, <laughs> of course." So you could come here, and the the kid is in the other room, so we're we're fine. I was like, Ugh. "Can you imagine if I, if she was legit? Never mind the whole." sketchy like scam bait that i almost fell for would i even want to go to a single mom's apartment where her kid is sleeping in the next room and we'd like obviously would do stuff that's inappropriate for a kid you know do adult stuff uh, no i'm i little I'm, I'm not that horny she apparently was into, was totally into doing something. That's what her she said, at least. I mean, I doubt it. I, I honestly doubt it, though. I think everything she said was a lie, except for the fact that she has a kid and tattoos and is a hustler. It's like, don't show me a picture of a tattoo that says what you're going to do to some poor boy. Some I told her. So this is how I played it, because as soon as she said she needs collateral, I was obviously uh, sketched out, and I wasn't gonna go. I still kind of wanted to, but I didn't. I was like, "Just take the L. You're not gonna. It's not gonna go well. It's midnight. You're going to some area you don't even know. It's like East Austin, Southeast. It's probably not the best area, and it's at midnight." So I said, "Ooh, you want to have sex on the first date? I'm not into that." And she, said, she said, "Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't have sex either. A, I don't want to do that either. But head, I like head." I was like, "Yeah, who doesn't?" And then she said, "Don't be a weenie." So I just said, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a gentleman." But I do hope that you find a good uh, support system because I know it's tough. I said that. I literally said that. That was the last I heard of her. You know, like, it's not the end of the world. If she wasn't a scammer, if she wasn't obviously going to rob me, <laughs> she could text me tomorrow and like be like, hey, I was drunk. I'm sorry. Do you want to get to know each other? And I would probably take her up on that. But of course that's not going to happen. I'm just saying like, Hey, I would at least like, I got the time. I would get to know her. Maybe she is, but now she's completely, she's a mess, dude. Like she was like saying, Oh, I'm three shots in. Do you drink? Like that is not a role model for my potential stepdaughter. Yeah. If the, if the mother is a mess, I'm not, in, I'm not going to like step in and be a man. In that situation, how did she get in that situation to begin with? By being hedonistic and just like letting dudes fuck her. So I'm glad I wasn't born yesterday to fall for that scam. But you never know. Maybe I could, maybe I would be knee deep right now if I just went over there. It was only 10 minutes away, it was a 10 minute drive from where I was. I, I'm definitely going to be there in 10 minutes. And that's that's when she asked me for collateral dude, for fucking collateral? So this is a transaction all of a sudden. I'm not interested. Hun. Cause I could already just go to a better looking hooker. I could get whatever I want. I could, I could just look through the phone book of hookers, the catalogue, like okay, what do I want? I wasn't I'm not into that, though. I'm in the Filipino women. Exclusively. They're into me too. So I dodged a bullet. <laughs> I left the comedy club. And I didn't say goodbye to anybody because I didn't want to tell them what was potentially about to happen. I told one person because it came up because I was telling him why I was leaving. But like, I, oh, ugh. I was like, tell me, you know, wish me luck, not for the day, just for not getting murdered. And I did have my gun in my car, but I wasn't going to bring it anywhere else i didn't want her knowing i had a gun <laughs> man so i so i the lesson is don't let your dick lead you to sketchy women dude like it's not maybe it is worth it fuck if i know dude but i'm gonna keep trying every day is a new day like even though i am not having any success on any dating app i'm still gonna keep trying just like with anything like you know like you kind of keep going my only requirement like i is just with dating somebody is that you you're a woman a you 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 and you fit in my car I don't care if they don't have a personality. Like actually the less they talk, the better. Like I gotta focus on the road. That's what I like to do. I like to just drive around downtown Austin, like Caesar Chavez, the road that lead that's right next to the river. And Congress. South Congress Avenue. I just do a loop. And I drive up Congress Avenue. I look at the uh the, the Capitol building, which is a huge build. It's like I think it's bigger than the than the than the federal than the one that the Trump supporters raided a few months back in January almost a year ago. I wonder what we're doing to celebrate that to, to commemorate the one year anniversary. <laughs> I know somebody will be celebrating it, not really celebrating it but like remember don't forget one year ago today a bunch of terrorists. Maga, Trump supporters decided to what? What is the word they use? It's like in not in like in the insurgency. What, what was it? The I don't know. It, it was funny. I don't fucking care, dude. I like to drive, and I want to get rich. Er, just so I could wear ridiculously overpriced clothes like uh, Versace. Dude, I listened to this rap song on the way home from Not Fucking That That Girl (laughs) where the lyrics were just Versace, 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 Versace. And it's like, dude, I love this song. This cheered me up. The fact that there's such a thing as luxury brands... That most people can't afford, or at least they would never actually drop the money on, and they have fun Italian-sounding names. I get it. I get why there's a market for that. It's because you can't have it. I can, and it's cool. I get. It's fun to say. It's overpriced. Has no functional reason that it costs that much. It's just the logo and the brand. Vichy. So this podcast is now officially a sponsor of Versace Incorporated. We're not sponsored by them. We, sp- we pay them money so we get to talk about them, so I get to wear their clothing. Otherwise, they would not allow it. I got to pay a licensing fee to wear Versace because they don't want like Trump supporters to wear that shit. Of course they do. They don't give a shit, to- and I like being complimented by black people, dude. Of course, they were, they're were the ones most likely to actually go, oh, Versace, I, I like that. White people don't give a fuck. Who would spend $400 on a T-shirt? I don't. I'm not. Not me. I get half off because I fit in a kid's size T-shirt, which they have. Versace, Gucci, they have kids apparel, and it costs half as much as the adult apparel. And I, I happen to be a size 14 years old. It's awesome, dude. That's a prepubescent 14-year-old. I'm pretty much the same size as a 14-year-old girl. And I have no issue with that. I went to the Panagonia store. That's another pretty decent, decently high-end brand. But it's actually kind of functional too. You, know, you, you actually it actually keeps you warm. So I didn't get it just for goofs. I got a yeah. Uh, I was gonna get a down jacket, you know, like Drake, you know, like a fancy puffer jacket. But they talked me out of it. The woman there was like, "Yeah, you don't really want a down jacket. It's too warm for Texas, first of all. And if it gets wet, it's ruined. And you gotta wash. You can't really like dry it." in a dry in a typical dry i was like oh well forget that then so i just got a regular old synthetic uh jacket it's a sweater i like it very much but the sleeves are too long so i should have looked at the women's sizes which i would have had no shame asking to do cuz we live in a i live in a very progressive city uh, they would have been like applaud they would have been like yeah, absolutely you could look at the f- woman's sizes, even though you're a man let I would have i can't, i just so I was kicking myself for not doing that at the I wish I had the intuition at the time that was be like you know what the sleeves are a little long. Let's look at the woman's sizes. I would have got probably gotten laid just for doing that no, but I, the sleeves are too long, so i have to, I had to go to a tailor so it's sitting at a tailor's office until Saturday, which is only a couple days from now. And as soon as I walked in, the tailor, it's a whole building just for a tailor, whole building, beautiful. I walked in, this dude, this guy like in his 60s, 70s with an accent, I don't know what kind. He just like literally, <laughs> he put his arm around me. He was like, hey, son, what, what can I do for you? <laughs> like the most old-fashioned tailor. And I was like, oh, you could, uh, you know, do what you got to do here. And he measured me. And so I like, I'm going to give him five stars. And I, I'm excited to get that back so I can wear it. So I don't have to walk around in a pink hoodie all the time, dude. And I, I'm going to be wearing Versace, the kids, you know, kids section, which is still pretty goddamn expensive. And also Paris uh, Hilton, has a store online where she sells shirts. I bought a, one of those because I support. I'm a fan of Paris Hilton. They're only women's sizes though, so they sh- they should fit. And if they're a little tight, oh, ooh, end of the world. If I have to walk around like this, I ooh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna look even gayer. There's nothing wrong with looking gay, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so I've I've matched with Filipino women who aren't attracted to Filipino men uh, on OK Cupid. Like so, I I I sw- I find them were super compatible, and I go so you don't like men in your own country? I see, and they go yes, no, I like you. I go hey, that's awesome. Too bad you're uh, twenty three miles or twenty three hours away. So that's not gonna happen. I'm not getting vaccinated just to go to the Philippines, dude. Like but also if there's one interested, if there's like a handful that are that easily interested on OK Cupid, I could probably just go to a bar, sing karaoke, which I'm good at. I'll go home with like the hottest Filipino. They don't even care, like if you're short, I don't think. Because they have a different culture that doesn't value big men or something. I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm freaking hoping so. Because Big Ed, he's shorter than me. And he slept on the same matches with one of them. I don't know if they fucked. But I am a low key person, dude. I. I I'm not a low key person is what I meant to say. That's why I'm going to be that's why I'm wearing I'm going to be wearing Versace cuz I want people to tell that I got all my money from cryptocurrency just right off the bat. I don't want them to wonder why how the fuck I'm wearing that shit. So anyway, I uh I did karaoke a couple days ago at this place that a comic told me about and, and it, it turned out to be a very hip swinging place where a lot of young people go to dance and and sing and there's some comics there and i sang i I was dead sober the whole time there it feels so criminal driving to a dive bar park in your car waiting two hours to sing a song and then just driving home it's like you're not even intoxicated it's like you're in the same state of mind that you left that you showed up, so I felt like something off about that, but actually, I had a good time. It's I slowly became more ingratiated with my surroundings. like,, hey, this is not so bad and i'm and, and I'm trying not to be a social climber, but it's hard it's hard to resist the urge to at least try to 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 suck some dicks. There's this comic there who's like one of the most successful comics. Like he opens for Joe Rogan, and all, and I I went up. To, I was like, hey, so you're one of the biggest, <laughs> you're one of the biggest comics in Austin. How's that feel? He was just like, oh, thank you, I appreciate that. I was like, it's not a compliment. I'm just pointing it out and ask. I'm just interviewing you. It's not a compliment. I'm like a paparazzi. But he was super nice. He's the dude who asked me about my gun collection, and he did not want to hear. He did not want to know that much about it. He was he was just making conversation, dude. But obviously, I'm gonna be want to be around people that are like doing stuff that I want to be that are like successful, more successful than me. They're cool. And then this dude uh, named Tony Hinchcliffe was there. He showed up. He rolled in, and he's like a super cool funny comedian who runs a cool uh, podcast that's super popular. And he's like a good roast comedian. If you don't know him, he's the dude who got in trouble for making fun of a Chinese comedian and everyone thought he was racist for, <laughs> for like a few weeks. So like people tried to cancel him and like, he's doing fine. So naturally I'm a fan of him. And I didn't want to like go up to him and annoy him like especially about this about that situation like i didn't want to give him my opinion about the cancel culture situation that he was in i at least i knew not to do that at least i have some good judgment happening because of the being sober thing but i didn't go up to him i have not i had i i was thinking okay what do i what should i say to him to strike up a conversation. Okay, I could compliment him on his jacket. I could ask him the brand of jacket that he has. But I think that would be stupid. And I didn't do that. So I just sang my heart out. I just picked a good song. Hall of Notes, Rich Girl. I was like, you know what? This song should be okay. I don't know if it's going to kill. But like at least, you know, I'll do okay. So I sang my heart out. I danced. I pulled all the stops. And then like 30 minutes later, I'm standing near Tony Hinchcliffe. You know, I was trying to still think of something to say to him. But then he comes up to me. He's like, hey, I, I liked your uh, your Hall of Notes song. I was good. It did not go unnoticed. I just, you, I just wanted you to know that. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, dude. And I started talking to him. So I said, so what kind of jacket is this? I I wanted to ask him a question that didn't show that I was like a desperate social climber. I was like, "What kind of jacket is that?" That's a, and I you know, I it was a nice jacket. And he's like, "I don't know, you tell me." So I looked at the breast, so I don't know, JC something. And and then he was like, "So what are you doing here?" I was like, "Oh, I moved here from Chicago. I'm I'm new to the comedy scene." He's like, oh yeah, why'd you move here? I was like, I don't know. I've been doing it for like nine years, eight years in Chicago. I was like, it feels time to make the move. And, you know, he's like, yeah, that's cool. I've been doing it for fifteen years. I was like, and then we just—it was just a normal conversation between two, well, one comedian talking to a wannabe comedian. It was super motivating because I didn't even think he was like the type of person who would even want to talk to new comedians relatively well you know i'm new to austin so i'm you know i feel new and it was the jumping it was definitely the boost i needed to be like oh yeah that's right i am technically a comedian i should like, actually like do it and go out more because i am kind of funny and like if he's here if there's industry here if there's other people that are like inspir that are like way better than me you can like it's gonna motivate me to get banned. So I was at this place, this uh, sh- this club that I haven't been been banned from yet. Um, they'll definitely ban me when they find out that my politics or whatever. Like, who knows? It was just a matter of time. But for now, I'm not. I'm still welcome there. And I was talking to one of my you know comedy friends, drinking buddies that I I haven't seen because I stopped drinking. I haven't seen him like over a month. I stopped drinking. And he's super uh like I was complimentary. Like he's like, dude, you gotta get out there, you gotta like do your act. Do your old shit from Chicago. It'll kill. You, you gotta kill. I was like, Yeah, I will eventually. Like I don't have I got I got no hurry. I got like I don't know, I'm taking it very slow and I guess I'm just not feeling it that much. I'm not feeling the vibe of of making other people laugh, like making strangers laugh. I want to make only people that already know me laugh, that already get my style. It's a it's a schlag to go up there and be like, okay, here's my style. Here's what I do. Okay, you like it? Okay, good. Now I could actually do what I really want to do, which is like the most offensive, like the most edgy but that's what I like to do. But you know, so it's tough. But also, it's fun. I did an open mic tonight. Uh, at some club that I'm also not kicked out of. I don't think I'll get kicked out of that one. It, And I did. I went up first again, dead first. And I just riffed, talked about jizzing and you know, no, not November and fat chicks and how I'm gonna jizz all over a fat chick. Just cover them. And I got a, I got a couple laughs. <laughs> and then uh, I didn't do that great. I, I didn't end strong. I ended on Kyle Rittenhouse. I need to work on that material. But uh, anyway, this guy went up like a couple after me, and he was pissed that he just he gave up after two minutes. And he could have done up to five or ten. Like there was no time limit really. And this dude did two minutes, and he was, like, caving in on himself. He's like, oh, man, that's not fun. Uh, this, uh, the only way I'm ever going to make it in this scene is if I talk about my dick. And then he got off stage, threw his notebook across the room, and then stormed out of the building. And I kind of took that as him referring to my set. Because how could I not? I talked about my dick, and I kind of did well. And if I were to talk to him, I would be like, well, how long have you been doing stand-up? And he'd probably say something like, oh, you know, a year, two years. And I would be very humbly, I would say very humbly, I've been doing it for a lot longer than that motherfucker. You think it's easy just because it looks... You think just because I'm talking about coming all over a fat chick that that's an easy way to get laughs? No, I had to work on that. I had to hone that craft. And now, yeah, it is kind of easy, but also not for you because you, you couldn't do it. So maybe you don't have to talk about your dick. You don't. I don't always talk about my dick. I could get a laugh just from just pointing out something very mundane. I don't know, so I, I would have told him something like that. I would have been encouraging, not discouraging. I would have been like, "Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Dick jokes are hack, and you don't want to be hack. Neither do I. I don't. I don't do it because, like, okay, I guess I do it because it's easy. I guess he's right." <laughs> I guess he's right to throw his notebook across the room, dude. But it's, yeah, just the attitude is is so much so important to, to how well I do on stage. If I go up there with the right attitude, I'll have fun, and then the room will will have fun. You can't go up there being like, "Oh, I suck. This is not gonna be funny." But here it is anyway. No, you gotta actually like kind of enjoy the jokes you're doing. So then, anyway, with Tony Hinchcliffe, I did. I asked him how, if he had any guns, because he told me he's been in Texas for a year, and that led me to ask him, "Well, did did you get any guns yet?" And he it hesi- he hesitated. Of course, he's like, "Yes." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's an awkward question," but he answered it. And like, I don't know, I was just curious because I just got into guns, and I just wanted to talk about guns. <laughs> I don't think he was afraid of me. You know, like, I could I could tell that some people are definitely afraid of me because I look like a serial, like a, like a school shooter. But so does every white dude, pretty much. Like, almost pretty much every white dude with black eyes, whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm trying not to look like one. And I do carry a... I do... Concealed carry whenever I leave the house so yeah technically I guess I could very easily become a mass shooter but the longer I don't the more I'll build a positive reputation they'll be like oh you have a gun are you like a potential ticking time bomb like who's going to like commit a mass shooting at somebody I'll just be like no I've been doing this for like 10 years like oh okay if you've always had a gun on you, I guess that's that makes me less intimidated. Like, yeah. It's right next to my dick. So I am always impressed by how much it helps my spirits just to be around comics. Doesn't matter if they're old or new. It it helps if they're better comics. Like being around shitty comics doesn't really do much for me. And yeah you now, there's a lot of social uh, stigma. There's a lot of iciness among comics, like, "Oh, he's, a, he's not looking at me. he's not talking to me. Mm-hmm. Who cares, dude? Uh, but, but so I just like being around comics because they remind me like, what I'm doing. Like, what am I doing here? You gotta, It makes me want to set more goals, especially if, I, if somebody gives, like tells me I did well. Like, oh, dude, you're you're very funny. You're, you're, yeah. That makes me want to get even funnier, dude. So, I don't know. It's, it's late. It's like 1 a.m. It's 2 a.m. actually, and I got to get up tomorrow. I got to drive my Miata all the way back to San Antonio to get a few scratches fixed because it came with the, the rims had a few scratches on it. So I got to drive all the way there just to do that. But they said they would fill my tank with gasoline, so hey, whatever. I don't even think I have enough gas to make it there. So I probably have to stop. Ugh, I should have done that. I forgot to do that. Shh, whatever. So I completed no nut november with success, and I I'm I am the first week or two I couldn't sleep at all. I would get a few hours of sleep, if that, and and just wake up and go out, stay up for the whole day. And now I'm getting sleep, but it's all REM sleep. It's super low-quality sleep. So I have—it's not deep sleep. So I have vivid dreams the whole freaking night, and I wake up feeling pretty shitty. But I'm going to keep doing it. And that's also because of the weed— not smoking we I've been taking, like, CBD. I don't know if it really does anything. And I do the Wim Hof breathing methods where you take 30 deep breaths, and then you hold your breath for as long as you can, and you do that three times. Oh, it's so good, dude. It makes you feel really good. And I've been taking cold showers. Like, not the whole time. Like, I'm not scrubbing myself and doing my, you know... Putting, cham- I'm not doing the whole shower cold, but just the last minute. I go cold. I go, okay, it's not that bad. And it mo and it wakes me up. It just perks you up, puts you in a mammalia. It makes you just want to get shit done, dude. So my my horniness from the no nut November is starting to taper off. It's called flatlining in the no nut community the nofap community which is a beaut- which such a classy name nofap the na- the sound of, of your dick the that it makes when you're f- jerking it is called fapping so in that community they say that there's this thing called the the, the flat line where you start to lose interest in life and, and you start to lose your libido which is kind of weird i don't know if it's a good thing you know like semen retention i don't know if that's a healthy thing but it'll figure out it'll figure out a way to come out and i had some sex dreams that were mildly sexual like no penetration like because you know even if i'm sleeping in my dreams even then i'm still doing no not november so i'm you know i'm not trying to do anything and this flat like the fact that it's starting to taper off like my uh, my urge to like you know come it's starting to go away so I'm at the 30 day mark and so that's the reason I did not get robbed today cuz if i was just only thinking with my dick i would have gone to that sketchy girl's apartment she would have taken my Apple Watch as collateral, and that would have been it. I would have just learned a very valuable lesson. But she's got to up her game, dude. Like I got, I almost want to tell her, like, yo, you almost had me. You did, All you had to say was nothing, and I would have been there. You didn't have to say anything about the collateral. You could have said it when I got there, like, but maybe, you know, she didn't know who I was. So maybe it actually kind of was partially for her protection. She wanted me to send pictures of myself, and I didn't do that. I was about to. I took a picture of myself in the parking lot on the way to my car. But then she immediately started coming back with the collateral. Look, I need you to give me something valuable. So, okay, so I just sat in my Miata like depressed like well there's the reality check it's there's no free lunch <laughs> i thought just cuz she had a kid and a low support system that meant hey maybe there that's it just just be willing to to feel like a degenerate when you get sex but no there's always a catch and she was decent looking and she's like 24 but uh, she's also a whore, so I'll never, feel the fucker, I'll never see her again. But I was like, I said, good luck. <laughs> I hope you find a good support system. Because it's hard out there for a single mom. And I support single parents, but I not, I'm not going to, like, literally support you. I'm not going <laughs> to, Sorry. But I'm a gentleman, I'm a chivalrous person and I was like I was like, Yeah, let's get to know each other and the offer still stands. I will probably not do that actually.